All right. Well, welcome, Edmund Church family, all of our guests. You're all watching online. I was just telling Eric that I'm having a little bit of a flashback to 2020. There were so many weeks when I was coming up here, middle of the week, recording a sermon to an empty building, and here we are again. So for those of you that maybe don't know, and you're wondering, why is this starting at 11 online, and there's no children's story, and there's no opening songs? It is because there is some construction working, uh, some construction being done across the street, and our water got turned off, and it didn't get turned back on. And because of the regulations in the city of Edmond, we could not have a building full of people and not have running water. So here we are. Um, I, I do want to just welcome you all here. And I'm so glad that we have this technology and we have the ability and the opportunity to be able to worship together online. And so I am just going to move into the sermon that I already planned on preaching. And for those of you that watched last week, you know that I did a Christmas sermon. And we're continuing with that this week as well. And before I get into that, I do just want to let y'all know, because I've been getting a lot of texts and people have been asking concerning tonight my ordination service, it is still on. That is going to be taking place here at the Edmund Church at 6 p.m. And so we hope to see you there. Now, moving into the sermon today, as I mentioned last week, no matter what church denomination or tradition you are most familiar with, we can assuredly know the virtues of hope, Love, joy, and peace are important in the Christmas story and also in our daily walk with Christ. And so last Sabbath, as a reminder, I lit the candle of joy. And so today I light another candle, and this one represents peace. Peace. Now, it should come as no surprise that the Bible has a lot to say about peace. In fact, depending on your translation of the Bible, the word peace appears between 200 and 400 times in the Bible. And so, speaking of peace, something I love about Christmas, something I love about the Christmas season is a nativity scene setup, a nativity scene setup. They are so peaceful, peaceful. It's hard to imagine a more peaceful looking scene than Joseph and Mary with their newborn child surrounded by sheep and shepherds under the midnight sky. We even sing about it, and one of the most peaceful Christmas carols ever written, silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round John virgin, mother and child, 
holy infant, so tender and mild. Sleep in heavenly peace. Sleep in heavenly peace. We all long for peace in our lives. And yet peace is sadly lacking in our world. People are full of worry and anxiety. Relationships are full of conflict and stress. The world is full of problems and wars, but that's where Jesus comes in. Because Jesus doesn't just give hope, love, and joy at Christmas. He is also our peace. And it is only in Christ that we will ever truly obtain peace on earth. It makes me think of this quote from Bill Bright in the book, Life Without Equal. In it, he writes, there will never be agreement at the peace tables of the world or rest in the individual heart until the Prince of Peace reigns supreme in the hearts of men. So that is what the Advent candle of peace is all about. Part of the Christmas story, part of the Christmas message is that Jesus brings us peace. This morning, we will be looking at four aspects of the peace that Jesus brings. Four ways. Jesus brings peace with God. Jesus brings peace with self. Jesus brings peace with others. And Jesus will bring peace on earth. So let us begin by talking about how Jesus brings peace with God. Jesus brings peace with God. And so this is a message that all of us Christians need to be reminded of. And if you're anything like me, then you are probably your own worst critic. We wonder how God could even accept a wretch like us. But Romans 5.1 says this, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, notice that we are not naturally at peace with God. The Bible tells us our sins have separated us from God, and it is only through Jesus and faith in him that we are brought into a relationship of peace with our God and creator. When God first sent the angel Gabriel to Mary, he sent Gabriel with a message of peace. We read in Luke 1, 26 through 30, this. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, 
and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now, Mary was troubled at the angel's greeting, but the angel spoke words of peace and assurance to her, telling her not to be afraid because God was with her and she had found favor with God. You might wonder, how did Mary find favor with God? The only way any of us find favor with God, because we are his children. Mary had faith in God and in his promise that the Messiah would come. Like so many Old Testament believers before her, she had faith in Christ before Christ even came. And now God had chosen her to be the vessel which through which his son would be born. God also sent an angel to Joseph, Mary's husband-to-be. And the angel told Joseph this in Matthew 1.21, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins, from their sins. The name Jesus, did you know, the name Jesus actually means salvation, salvation. Jesus was given this name because he was the promised Savior who came to bring us peace with God by saving us from our sins. When John the Baptist was born three months before Jesus, John's father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied about John. And in his prophecy, he spoke about how John would go before Jesus, preparing the way for this one who would bring us peace through God for the forgiveness of our sins. Here are Zechariah's words about John the Baptist in Luke 1. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest, For you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, with which the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. How did Jesus do this? Why is it that everyone puts their faith in Jesus, everyone who does that, that they find peace with God? It is because of what Jesus did at the cross. What Jesus did at the cross, Jesus was born into this world to die on the cross so that our sins could be forgiven, so that we could show be shown what sacrificial love looks like so that we could be given an example and so that we could be restored to a right relationship of peace with our God and creator. As we read in Isaiah 53, 5, 
but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. That's the first and most important thing this Advent candle of peace reminds us as Christians during this Advent season. Jesus brings peace with God. But the next thing it reminds us of is this. Jesus brings peace with self. Sin not only separates us from God, sin also brings separation within our own being. We are conflicted beings. We are constantly fighting anxiety and stress and inner turmoil. We desperately need inner peace, and Jesus came not to only bring peace with God, but also personal peace within ourselves. Think about Simeon. Think about Simeon. God had promised Simeon that he would see the Messiah before he died. And wouldn't you know it, the Holy Spirit moved upon Simeon and led him into the temple courts, just as Joseph and Mary were bringing the infant Jesus into the temple to be dedicated. We read in Luke 2 that Simeon took Jesus in his arms and praised God, saying, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples. Simeon is a wonderful example of Jesus bringing personal peace. Now, sometimes we talk about our bucket lists, all the things we want to do or accomplish before we finish our lives here on this earth. Well, apparently, Simeon, at that point in his life, he only had one more thing left on his bucket list. He wanted to see the Messiah before he died. And when he finally did, when he finally saw Jesus, that was all he needed. He praised God saying, you now dismiss your servant in peace. Simeon embraced Christ and he was at peace within himself. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you not only receive peace with God, you also receive the peace of God to help you through the difficult circumstances in your own life. When you know Christ, everything can be going crazy around you and you can still be at peace within yourself. I read a quote this week this isn't in my notes, so I'm hoping I'm not going to misquote it, but it just popped into my head. But I read this quote this past week. I can't even recall who, who said it or where it was from. But essentially, the gist of it was being in control of, of things outside of you is called power. But being in control of the things inside of you is called peace. 
That's what this makes me think of. Because when you know Jesus, when you know Christ, everything around you can be going crazy. It can be going wild. Yet you can still experience peace within yourself. It's sort of like when the disciples and Jesus were out on that boat and there was the massive tempest, that that storm that was raging, and where was Jesus? Completely at peace, asleep during this storm. Philippians chapter four, it instructs us in this way. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Notice that this wonderful peace of God is only available in and through Jesus Christ. The Bible says that the peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, I I want you to listen. I want you to hear these beautiful words from Jesus in John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus not only brings peace with God, he also brings peace with self. Yet his peace, it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. Jesus also brings peace with others, with other people. We have a wonderful example of this early on in the Christmas story. When Joseph first heard that Mary was pregnant, he considered breaking off the engagement. He must have been terribly hurt, terribly confused, thinking that Mary had maybe been unfaithful to him. But then we read in Matthew 1, verse 20, but while he, Joseph, thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. So if if Mary was pregnant with any other child, Joseph would have most likely broken off the engagement. But this wasn't just any other child. This was Jesus, and he was conceived from the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus, even before he was born, brought peace between Joseph and Mary and kept their marriage together, kept it from coming apart before it could truly begin. We go through many challenges in this life, and one of the most difficult is when our relationships with others are in turmoil. That's when we need to ask Jesus, the Prince of Peace, to come and bring us peace in our relationships, to to intervene, to reconcile, to restore, to heal. We read about this in Ephesians 2.14. 
or it says, for he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. Jesus came to break down the barriers, to bridge the gaps, to bring people together and to restore peace to our damaged relationships. As believers in Christ, we are called to follow in his footsteps. As Colossians 3.15 says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. So far, we've seen that Jesus brings peace with God, Jesus brings peace with self, and Jesus brings peace with others. And then finally, so that we can be sure, just as we did last week, to tie the first advent with the second advent, we see that Jesus will bring peace on earth. The angels who announced Jesus's birth to the shepherds that first Christmas Eve also proclaimed the peace that Jesus would bring to our planet. We read this in Luke 2, 13 through 14. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. This is a peace that was prophesied all the way back in the Old Testament book of Isaiah. We read this wonderful prophecy about Jesus back in Isaiah chapter two, verse four. He shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any Wow, wow. Now, some people might ask, how do we know that Isaiah was talking about Jesus specifically here, bringing peace and not just God in general, not just God the Father? Well, if you flip a few chapters forward to Isaiah 9, we find these words of who will ultimately bring peace on earth. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even Forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So this is a a clear prophecy of Jesus, right? Who was born as a child, who will be called Prince of Peace, and who will one day bring ultimate final peace upon the entire earth. But it gets even better than that because the peace on earth will not only bring an end to war among the nations, it will also extend to nature and to the animal kingdom. 
We read this in Isaiah 11, 6 through 9. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the young goat. The calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw with the ox. The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole, and the weaned child shall put his hand in the viper's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Amen and amen. Now, maybe you're looking at that verse and and you're wondering, well, this sounds great, but why is it specified to his holy mountain? Um, and, And it does, it says that, right? But I think maybe you'll get a little bit of help if you recall or maybe turn to and read for yourself Daniel chapter 2 and the dream that was given to Nebuchadnezzar, the image that he saw, well, eventually this rock that destroys the, the kingdoms of the world, the governments of the world, it's this rock cut without hands that comes down from heaven representing God's kingdom. And do you remember it strikes down the statue and then what? Then it spreads across the entire world. So God's holy mountain in the context of, of, of this is the entire world, the entire world. Jesus truly is the prince of peace, but it gets even better than that because the Bible tells us that Jesus will not only bring peace on earth, but will bring peace to the whole universe and that he will reconcile all things to himself in heaven and on earth. We read in Colossians chapter one, verses 19 through 20, for it pleased the father that in him all the fullness shall dwell and by him to reconcile all things to himself. By him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And so this verse in Colossians, it brings us right back to where we started this morning. Jesus brings peace in one, two, three, four ways. The reason Jesus brings peace with God, peace with self, peace with others, and peace on earth, it all ties back to the cross. Without Jesus shedding his blood on the cross, there would be no hope of peace. And without Jesus being born as a baby at Christmas, there would be no cross. And so with all of that in mind, can I ask you a few questions? I want to bring this home a little bit. First off, and I just want you to answer this for yourself, maybe write it down. Maybe maybe this is a, a question to reflect upon over this next week. Do you have peace with God today? Do you have peace with God today? Jesus died on the cross to pay the penalty of your sins so that you could be forgiven and restored to right relationship with God. If your faith is in Christ, then you have peace 
with God. Second question, do you have peace with yourself today? Do you have peace with yourself today? If your faith is in Christ, then Jesus has not abandoned you, but has come to live within you through his Holy Spirit. He offers you his peace. Thirdly, do you have peace with others today? Do you have peace with others today? Again, if your faith is in Christ, then he has given you all the resources you need to do your part in living in peaceful relationships with those around you. And after you have done your part, you may ask Jesus in prayer to then work in the other person's heart so that you may live in peace together. And then finally, this question, this is a tough one. Do we have peace on earth today? Do we have peace on earth today? Oh, how I wish that we did. We don't have peace on earth yet, but we have the promise of peace on earth to come And God has not broken a promise yet. The angels proclaimed to the shepherds so long ago on that first Christmas Eve, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Those words of promise still ring in the air this Christmas season as we worship and adore Lord Jesus, our Savior, the Son of God, the Prince of Peace. In conclusion with this sermon, I will blow out this physical candle, this physical flame, believing that the the spiritual flame that this represents will burn within your heart this week and from here on out. May you find and experience all the hope, love, joy, and peace that Jesus has to offer. And when you do, dear friends, be sure to share it. Will you bow your heads with me? Our loving, gracious Heavenly Father, you are the God who gives peace. That first Christmas, when you sent your son, you sent the one who is called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Even the angels cried out, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. They recognized that the fullness of God was wrapped in the tiny flesh of an infant as you humbled yourself and dwelt among us. Emmanuel, God with us as the baby Jesus. That baby would grow to be the same God-man Jesus who would again humble himself to face death on a cross as payment for our sin. He would triumphantly defeat sin and death in order to cancel our sin debt and reconcile us to you, O Father. You exalted him and gave him a name above all names, 
Every knee in heaven and earth and under the earth must bow to the name of Jesus. The winds and the waves obey him. No situation or circumstance that we find ourselves in is a match for Jesus. We are able to have the fullness of peace in our hearts on Christmas Day and every day because that same Jesus sits at your right hand in heaven and makes intercession for us. He loves us with a love that is unfathomable. Nothing can separate us from his love. Father, we pray that you keep us in perfect peace as our mind is stayed on the truth of your powerful love. Help us to trust fully in you and rest in the peace that you offer. We ask these things and pray that you will help them to be our experience. It's in the precious name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen.